Are you excited? Because I'm excited. Now, why did I do that? You scared? Who's, who's scared? You got scared. See? You know, on August 31st, about 9 o'clock in the morning, I didn't think I was ever going to walk again. You, you realize that? And by the miracle of God, he brought me back. 88 days. And the doctor said, probably five to six months. Are you excited? I mean, are you, are you, are you excited about being in Christ? I got to tell you, I really appreciate this, my brethren that, that are here. We got some that are, you know, in, in Portland because we, we get to go up there and I'm going to talk about that. But, um, but are, you, are you excited? You know, I think about Jesus and, and, and as, as Jeff brought out this morning, the, the fight, right? There, there's a fight going on. We have to fight the good fight of faith. You know, there's challenges. But I think about how excited Jesus must have been when he made it, right? When, when God got him through that and he was raised from the dead, how exciting that must have been for him, right, to accomplish that. I never thought I'd be able to run again. I never thought I'd be able to do a whole lot of anything because that's what it felt like. I ran the, the Orpat yesterday. We get a 1% incentive pay for running the obstacle course, um, which is six laps of jumping, climbing, leaping, doing all that stuff, right? Push-pull machine, got to do it in, 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 in five minutes and 30 seconds. Well, even on my best day, I'm about five minutes, right? And I'm like, they, they wouldn't give me a pass. And I was a little upset, you know, like, wait a minute, I got shot. Like, you know, don't I get a pass for just one year because of that? They're like, no, you were released full duty. I'm like, cool. So I was a bit annoyed, which, which, which gave me some incentive, right? You know, and I'm like, you know what? It's about confidence, about knowing that you can do it. I'm like, you know what? I can do this, you know? And I went. Five minutes, 22 seconds. I had eight seconds to spare, <laughs> right? And, and got it done. But, but to, just to be excited about something, right? So before I jump into to too much, um, we have some, are, are these from today? Are these from today? Did you put these yes. up here? Um, so we'll start with some notes of encouragement. But I wanted to kind of do that, right? Like, let's be excited, right? Let's, let's be excited. I'm going to get into a little more of that about what I did last night, right? To, to kind of... Uh, preface that. Uh, so first off, we are thankful to see TJ and the, and the family this morning. We are grateful for all of you and uh, for all you and Melissa bring to the body of Christ. Absolutely. We give that to them. Let's give them a round of applause. Tell me what. Most, most of us in here are parents and, and had small children or at least know somebody had small children. Or I'm telling you what, when you see the Winningham family walk in here, it brings great joy to my heart because they have chosen to battle that, right? Because having three children, right, some, some with some different needs, right, that's difficult to get up and get ready and get those kids in the car and get here and then battle here at the same time. It's great encouragement, TJ. I really praise you for you and your wife, you know, and, and, and your willingness to want to be here. You know, that's, that gives me great encouragement to be here, right? Um, and I'm telling you what, if you're part of this body... It, be prepared. You know, the, the devil hates what's going on in this body. 
you can, you can talk to each and every one of us, right, that have been here, that are established, and, and, and the devil's going after us. He hates what's going on here. Well, like I said before, a few weeks ago, we'll bring it on, you coward, because we're ready, right? I want the mindset uh, of Job, right, that God says, go ahead, do whatever you want to the body of anybody there at Pleasant Hill, because they're going to withstand. So, so TJ, I really appreciate you and your family. So thanks for, thanks for being that example for us, you know, and, and keep fighting. I know you are. Uh, Nora, it is so good to see your smiling face today. There you go. Let's give it up for, for Nora. There we go. Okay. Uh, I'm without a bulletin. Uh, so parks tonight? Yes. Correct, right? And, and Wednesday as well? Parks, we're still on. Parks are not sick, right? Um, is Scott sick? So Scott's sick. So we need to keep Scott in our prayers as well, um, you know, for, for healing uh, for him. It's very rare. Like, say, when you don't see somebody that you're used to seeing, like, where's Scott? You know, <laughs> see him working his magic and doing that. So uh, so we'll so be praying for him. Any birthdays? Any birthdays coming up this week? This week. Say, Ryan, I'm glad Ryan's Ryan. If you're watching, Ryan's not here. Because if I didn't say this week, you'd be like, I got a birthday. <laughs> Remember, Ryan always, always did that. So no birthdays. Well, good. I don't have to sit here and embarrass myself and sing in front of everybody. That's, that's awesome. I'll save that for the end. Praise the Lord. Uh, right? Yes. <laughs> says, says the man who really fumbled through songs today. But okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> hey, don't we? But, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this body, right? You know, like it's, it's we're real. There's, there's no fake in it. There's no nothing else. It's real, because that's what it is. You know, you look at the life of Jesus, it was real, right? Um, and so, to be excited, right? Are, are we excited? I got to share that my wife told me a few weeks ago that we're going to go to the, the interactive nativity scene uh, up in Portland with the Kaikolas. Now, we got invited. They had a bunch of tickets, so a bunch of the hunters went up. Uh, Johnson's there, uh, Heidi and her husband. Um, you know, so, and I'm like, uh, uh, what? An interactive nativity scene? Sounds really cool. You know, now I gotta tell you, was not excited. But I'm like, you know what? This woman changed, uh, my dressing every two days. Um, had to sit there and stare at a bullet hole for, Weeks at a time, every time she did it, and brought her a lot of anxiety. She's done so much throughout our marriage together. I'm like, I, I can go. Yeah, I think I can go. So uh, so I went, you know. And, of course, it's great times, you know. Uh, spending time with the Kaikolas and the rest of the brethren that were there, you know, the Fritzes. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was good. So then we, we have to go, right? It's time to go. And, and then we get there like an hour ahead of our time, so we get to... Stand there. But it was fun. I had a good time. So we, we start going through it, right? This interactive nativity scene. And I really, you know, I really wasn't that excited, you know. And then as we started going through it, they did a really good job. I'm like, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. This is, this is kind, of, kind of cool, you know. And we get to the end. We get to see, you know, Baby Jesus and the manger and and uh, uh, this guy that was leading our our crew, he's we take off out of there and he's skipping, you know. And uh, what, what do you say we we saw the Messiah? 
we saw the Messiah, we saw the Messiah. Like, you know, and he's, he's just dancing. It reminds me of David, right? You know, David dancing in the front. Like, and so all the kids are following him, including the big kid Cam, Heidi's husband. Um, you know, he was, he was following him too. Uh, and, you know, we, can you imagine truly the excitement that they had when they realized, you know? Now, some obviously thinking the physical king, but some got it, you know? But just to know that they, they tracked all that, like Jeff talked about, they, they, they brought that all together, right? You know, uh, the things they had to do to bring the gifts, and then and there he is, right? That was, that was exciting. It was, it, was, it was an exciting day. Here he is, right? How excited are we about that? You know, as, as we get into this season, it's, it tends to be more about, you know, like the stress of buying gifts and what should I do here and the weather's you know, stinks and everything. And you, we just forget. We lose sight of what it really is, right? The excitement of celebrating the birth, the birth of Jesus, right? We really don't know, but this is, this is the time we celebrate that, right? Are we excited that he was born here as a human, grew up as a man in every way, and, and lived that life? He's excited, He's excited to see us. He's excited for us. Could you imagine? He went through that in anticipation of knowing he was going to spend eternity with some of us. Not all of us. Some of us. Right? And I'm not saying in this room. I'm just saying worldwide, creation-wide. Right? Just a large majority aren't going to make it. But he's excited about that right and so are we excited you know are we those that go i remember when you were first immersed and i've said this before like first immersed right we're excited we're coming out of the water we're we're just talking to everybody and we're in my got jesus you know t-shirt walking around just wanting to share with everybody right benoit thomas comes i always i just i love that example he comes years ago and i just stuck with me right his one man sermon that he did one man the difference one man can make right but also Bill's like, we're just walking around safely and he's just talking to everybody. You know? Hey, you heard about Jesus? Hey, you want, you want a Bible study? You want to, you know, just like just on it, right? He's excited. We lose sight. We lose sight of what we really should be doing. You know? And how excited we should be. I was excited when I could when I could run, even though it's painful. I can do it. I covered over 100 miles in three weeks hunting this year with two elk seasons and a deer season. Man, I tell you what, I was so excited. There's one thing I love to do, right? Just to get out and then I can still do that. So you see me run up or you see me do that because I'm excited, right? Well, how, how excited are we about the Lord? We're going to start off in, in Psalm 119. As we look at affliction, right? As we look at things that can, that can bring us down, um, that take us out of our game. Psalm, Psalm 119, beginning in, in, in verse 50, it was interesting. Just a few weeks ago, this was kind of a hit on some of the lessons I did because I didn't get through everything I wanted to a few weeks ago. But uh, as I was talking with Bill, we were texting back and forth. I had these in my notes, and it was very interesting that he he's like, have you checked out? Like, some 119.50, and all, you know, I'm like, 
I have. Because it's, it's, it's really good. We're going to read those. Uh, so we begin in verse 50. So Psalm 119, uh, verse 50, uh, says, This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me. Right? So we're going to look at that. The perseverance through affliction. That's what we're talking about today, right? So how? How do we get through affliction? By reading, as Jeff pointed out, reading God's word, right? God's word is going to bring us through um, those things. In verses 71 through 75, skip ahead there. It says, It is good for me that I was afflicted, so that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding so that I may learn your commandments. May those who fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. I know, Lord, that your judgments are righteous and that you have afflicted me in faithfulness. Does God allow things to happen? It, sure. I mean, how, how horrible would it be if he just protected us all the time and never allowed anything bad for you know, things to happen to us, right? And we'll see in later scriptures what that's supposed to actually do to us. And a lot of you know what that is, right? But even like with Job, right? God said, go ahead. He pointed out the dude. Like, go after that guy. See, see, how, see how far that gets you. See, we want to we be those like Job that God says, go after the Pleasant Hill Church of Christ. Go ahead. See what happens because God has so much faith in us, right? And that we're excited, you know, about those things. That we, we take those things on, right? We don't, we don't back down. And then in verse 92, it says, If your law had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my affliction. Right? So what are we delighting in? You know, if we're not delighting in the word, then those afflictions are what? They are going to destroy us. Right? But if we've got the right mindset, we're excited about uh, Jesus and the things that, that, are, that are going on, um, then we're going to persevere through that affliction. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're very thankful, Father, for just another day that uh, you have blessed us with. Uh, so thankful to be here as it's been brought out to, to lift Jesus up, remember him. Uh, Father, his life, his sacrifice, our King and our Lord willing to give as much as he did, his entire life, uh, Father, and to die such a horrible death. Uh, Father, but to be raised up on that third day, we know that our King, uh, our Lord, is alive. Uh, Father, looking forward uh, to that day when we can all spend eternity together as, as we are, Father. We should be excited uh, about looking forward to the finish line and that day that we hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. So just pray for your blessing upon this uh, lesson and the rest of our week, Father, that we will all go out and persevere through our affliction. We love you and praise you in the name of King Jesus that we pray. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 13. When you, when you talk about, and I know you guys, okay, yeah, Brian, I'm tired of hearing about the, the, uh, the four seeds. We got it, you know, but do we, do we have, you know, Jeff's like, today is like, you know, just a reminder, right? We should be reminded of these things all the time. Um, and it's, and it's okay because we forget, Right. We're talking about the four seeds in verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one sown with seed beside the road. The one sown with seed on the rocky places. This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. 
He has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word, he immediately falls away. Now, there's somebody that's not excited, right? That doesn't have the right mindset. Hears it, wants it, you know, but as soon as something bad comes up, right, because of the word, being called a Bible thumper, why aren't you hunting with me on Sunday, you Bible thumper? What's wrong with you? How come, how come you're not, what, are you some sissy or something? Tell you what, he was a friend of mine. He about got punched in the face when he told me that. We're no longer friends, and I'm sad for that. But you're not, you're not going to talk to me about it. Now, I could have given him, like, oh, you know what, man? I, yeah, you're right. I need to, I'm, I don't want to assemble. I just, let's go hunting on Sunday, you know? But I wasn't. I was like, you know what? No, because this, this is what I wanted, and I was excited uh, about being in Christ, right? And the one in 22, the one sown was seen among the thorns. This is the one who hears the word and the anxiety of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful, right? Unfruitful, right? Again, they lose the excitement, right? And that sight picture of what we're looking for, who we're looking for. But here's the one that we want to be. Here's the excited one. The one sown with seed on the good soil. This is the one who hears the word, understands it, and indeed bears fruit, produces some 100, some 60, and some 30 times as much, right? Excited about it. Jeff talked this morning about gearing up. You know, I put on 35 pounds of gear every day. It takes me, he said 15 minutes, that's about right. About 15, 20 minutes. I'm that guy that's meticulous about trying to get everything right. Because when you wear that much gear, it's got to be on right. Otherwise, it gets uncomfortable after 12, 16, 18 hours, however long we're working, right? But gearing up. Do I do that in the middle of my shift? Do I do that at the end of my shift? I do it at the beginning of my shift. For me, it's... 2.45 in the morning, right? Gearing up, putting 35 pounds of gear on. Why? So I'm ready for anything, all the tools I need, right? What about us? When we gear up, do we, do we gear up in the morning? You know, Jeff brought out, you know, the full armor of God. God says, put on the full armor of God. Are we putting that on in the morning? Are we gearing up for the fight that's about to come? I gotta tell you, a lot of more, especially two or three in the morning when I'm getting up for work, I'm not gearing up spiritually, right? I'm just trying to wake up, get myself prepared for the day. Well, how should I be preparing myself for the day, right? Being in God's word, putting on his armor first. Right? And that's that's so important. We have to armor up. The fight, the fight is real. I don't know if you feel it or not, but the fight is real. I think you do. I, I think my brethren that I'm seeing out here right now are solid Christians that fight that good fight every day. Do you make mistakes? Do you fall short? Sure you do. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the attitude of like, I'm going to get up and I'm not going to make that same mistake again. And we keep moving forward. And we put the armor on and we're excited about looking forward to that day, right? Because man, the distractions of this life, right? Wow. They're all over the place. Don't lose your excitement. Don't lose your excitement uh, for the Lord. Go to, go to Romans chapter 5. This, this is going to explain it to you. If you don't already know it, here it is. Romans 5 verse 1. It says, Therefore I have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we celebrate 
in hope of the glory of the Lord. We're excited, right, about the hope that we have in the glory of the Lord. And not only this, but we celebrate, we also celebrate in our tribulations. God says we need to celebrate, we need to be excited when those things happen to us, when those tribulations come in our life. I wasn't very excited laying in bed in the most intense pain I've ever had in my life. But I was trying to figure out, God, how is this supposed to work for you? As a doctor said, it couldn't have hit in any more perfect spot. If you're going to get shot, that's about the perfect spot you get shot in. Well, who did that? Right? It would have hit my ankle bone. It would have destroyed my ankle bone. Who knows if I'd even been able to walk at all. It took out part of my joint. What if it taken out my whole joint? Right? The nerve pain is nerve pain. I don't need any nerves anyway. Right? But that's the mindset. Like, so I'm sitting there thinking, like, how, how God, how is this supposed to, what's, what, what good is this supposed to come from for you, right? I know this happened for a reason, but why? And then doors started opening up. Opportunities with people started opening up. I'm like, God, okay. Like, I, we could have done this some other way. I'm sitting there thinking about Jesus laying in the garden. You know, any other way, God, you know, we could have done this some other way. Like, it would have been fine. Like, really need to go through this. But okay. You know, got it. You know, and just opened up some doors, have, have had opportunity with people. Um, and so, you know, there it is. That's the mindset that I had to have, you know. Then I was excited when I could actually walk again. I'm like, this is sweet. You know, pain goes away for the most part. But it doesn't matter, because then I think about Jesus, and I think about Paul, right? Those who, who endured such physical pain with such amazing attitudes. And still excited, you know, about what they were doing, what they were going to accomplish. And here we are. So we celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about the perseverance. There it is, perseverance through affliction, right? That we know that that is going to produce the perseverance. And the perseverance produces proven character, and the proven character produces hope. So all this, the things that we go through, cause what? Ultimately, are supposed to what? Increase our hope in the Lord Jesus. All those things, with the right mindset. Or you could be like the first three seeds, right? And not have the right mindset and walk away. Because it's too hard. Well, I got news for you. Life's hard whether you're in Christ or not. But I will tell you this that it is more difficult in Christ because you're trying to do the right thing. Right? And doing the right thing in a world of people doing the wrong thing makes it more difficult. But that's okay because Jesus did the same. And he was perfect. Jesus was perfect. Can you imagine that? We talk about it all the time, right? Oh, he lived a sin free life. Like one little line. Like, like when, when God puts in there, oh, Jesus was flogged. That's it. And then we looked at that, right? And Jesus was crucified. And we looked at that. A lot more in there, isn't there? Right? A lot more in there. Oh, and he lived a sin-free life. Wow. What, what that took, right? The dedication to his father, the mindset that he had to have every single day. Think he armored up every day? He armored up every day. He was ready every single day. But then, you look at not only was he, was he fighting that fight, but he had an amazing attitude, right? Like sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know, what in the world? 
I almost get discouraged because I look at what he's going through, and I'm like, look at his attitude. And then I look at what I'm going through, and look at my attitude. You know, I'm like, hmm. you got to fix some things, right? You only need to listen to Jeff's lesson today. It's a great lesson. Why do we do what we do? That's a question. Right? What's our motives? What are we doing? I love, I love this. I, you know, Paul is the greatest example uh, next to Jesus, right? Acts 14. Like, I, this guy, I'm telling you, having, having gone through uh, the most excruciating pain I've ever dealt with, to know this guy, right? This guy, it, in Acts 14, verse 19, right? But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having one over the crowds, they stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. I got hit numerous times playing baseball in the head by a pitcher. No, I, I, I think maybe part of the time it was intentional, but, um, you know, it's baseball. And I tell you what, getting hit in the head with a baseball, with a helmet on, like, holy smokes. It, it like, you talk about hurt. I couldn't see straight for like two days, you know, or playing football, right? You know, there's, there was times I don't remember I'd watch film on Monday after the football game, you know, and uh, I'm like, I don't remember anything in the second half of that game. Nothing. Zero. Like, well, I actually played the second half? I don't remember that. You know, because I had been concussed so bad in the first half and just kept playing. Horrible pain, right? This dude was stoned. Like, no protection, right? Hit, hit with solid rocks. Thought he was dead. So that, that tells me what? He wasn't hit just once. Right? If you think somebody's dead, then you hit him numerous times. And he's laying there. And but while the disciples stood around him, could you imagine they're all like, uh oh. Paul's dead. That would what do. And he gets up. And what did he do? He got up and he and he ran away as fast as he could and never came back. Oh no, it doesn't say that. He says he got up and entered the city. What? The same dudes that just tried to kill you? You went back in there? And the next day, he left with Barnabas for Derby. Did he get in his car and drive away? His little private jet and fly? How did they get around back then? After, after being left for dead, he goes back in the city, and the next day, he's off again. On another journey. And after they had preached the gospel to that city and made a good number of disciples, he's still making disciples, they returned, right? To Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch. So he went back, again, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, here it is. This dude can say this, right? It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. And they can say, yeah, dude, like, look at you. Yeah, we got it. Like, you're going through it. But what an example, right? What an example he was for those, for us. What about us when we go through things? Can we not encourage other brethren when they see how we handle those things? Right? Like, it's not just about us. It never should be about us. Right? It's, he says, it's through many tribulations. And boy, that dude knew it. I'm interested in what he looked like on in his last days. 
You know how many bones were broken and how many things were messed up and that dude just like, keep going forth. Excited. Did he ever lose his excitement? He's in prison, for goodness sakes, writing letters, encouraging people. Let's go to Romans 12. Are you excited? Are you excited about being in Christ? Are you excited about what you're looking forward to? Romans 12, verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, right? Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, and practicing hospitality, right? Persevering in tribulation. Rejoicing in your hope. Not lagging behind in diligence. Some scriptures, you can write them down or not. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5, talks about God comforts us in our affliction. 2 Corinthians 7, 4-7, uh, talks about uh, being comforted by someone coming to you, right? And words of encouragement, right? How we can comfort those in affliction by going to them, right? Or even hearing about the faith of the brethren, right? Paul was encouraged in 1 Thessalonians 3, 1-8, Right? He was afflicted but encouraged by the faith of the brethren that he heard. Didn't even see it. Right? Just heard it from Timothy. Encouraged through all he was going through. So just by living a life, somebody can see that. Maybe tell somebody else, oh, you see how so-and-so is just like, they're just, they're just killing. Amazing. I don't know what they're going through, but man, they're just so positive and they're still working for the Lord. Like, I hope that inspires us. Right? To do the same. In Revelation 2, 9 through 11, Bill read this last couple weeks. Do not fear what is to come. Right? The faithful will receive the crown of life. How about the stone with your name on it that only you know? That, that, see, that's exciting. Now, maybe, you know, I, I totally understand what Bill's like. He really, that's, that's a really cool thing to him. And me too. Like, I, when I read that, I'm like, that's going to be really awesome. Right? I want, I, want, I want to receive that stuff. So a lot of times when going through stuff, like I, I focus on those things, right? Hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hearing that, well done by Jesus. Jesus is going to tell us, well done. Our King and our Lord who, who lived the amazing sin-free life and suffered greatly for us and was there for us and gave us everything. He's going to tell us. Well done. I don't know about you, but I like being told I'm doing a good job. Right? How cool is that going to be? Right? There's some motivation to be like, I want to hear those words. So persevere through the tribulations and the afflictions. Right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Run out of time. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Beginning verse 7. It says, But we have this treasure in earthen containers, so that the extraordinary greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. There it is. There's, there's a great point, right? Who gets all the glory, honor, and praise, right? It's God, not us. We are afflicted in every way, verse 8, but not crushed, perplexed, 
but not to spare you. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Right, those things are, they're coming at us, but right, they're not going to destroy us. Not going to be crushed, not despaired, not destroyed, always came around the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body, right? As people see that. For we who live are constantly being handed over to the death because of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our mortal flesh, right? Do you know that you can walk just as Jesus walked? Do you know you have that ability? We talk about Jesus in a sin-free life and what that took. We have that same power to do that, to live that way. Do you believe it? The fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. That is present tense. It is happening now. We don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit and, and what we can accomplish with that. Not on our own. I tried making changes. I tried getting rid of the anger and the language and all the, the filthiness that I had in my life. I tried. I tried. I was trying to do that. And I couldn't do it. And so I picked up the phone and I called Bill. I was just sharing with Jen last night, you know, like, I had a good friend of mine. But we were best friends in middle school. Kind of grew a little apart in high school. But best friends in middle school. His dad was a Baptist preacher. And after a little while after we graduated, he took over that church. So I knew him much, much better than I knew Bill. But it was the same time frame. I had seen, I had seen my friend here and there after I graduated, but I never saw Bill. What? What propelled me to call Bill and not my friend that I knew from the time I was a child? It was a life. It was real. See, the power of the Holy Spirit, the life that we can portray, that I had no idea I was even seeing in Bill. Fifteen years. Isn't that crazy? I lived it. I don't, I, it's hard for me to... Every time I talk about it. 15 years is a long time. That is a long time to never have seen somebody, talked to somebody, even heard their name. To be like, that's the guy I'm going to call when I want to seek out God. That's the power that we have. See, Bill was living. Every day in class. No idea what I was seeing. And he made one comment. Sometimes it's just one word. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. And as an angry young man, he says, hey, you know, I'm a preacher at a Pleasant Hill. In the school store, kind of busy. And I'm like, good for you. That was literally my answer. Good for you. Therefore, to God, as Jeff talked about, we yield to God, right? When we yield to God, when we let God go first, when we follow God, then the devil's going to flee from us. We resist him firm in your faith, knowing that he's out there looking to devour you. It's a real thing. 
He's trying. And there's going to be times he's going to get a little chink in that armor. He's going to work his way through. There's going to be some affliction. There's going to be some tribulation. There's going to be some misery. There's going to be some things going on because you're in Christ. But stand firm in your faith. And when you submit to God, when you yield to God, let him go first. Follow in the footsteps of Jesus, as God tells us. The devil will flee. Know that. He's a coward. He's going to work in ways that cowards do. Cowards aren't going, to, aren't going to face you head on. They're going to come in from the side. They're going to come in from the back. It's going to be sneaking out. They're going to do everything they can. They're going to lie. They're going to cheat. Know that that's what he's trying to do. So no things are happening in your life. Realize that's the devil. God's on your side. He's given you the power of the Holy Spirit. You can overcome. And then have the confidence to do it. Right? To know that you can. That you can defeat him. So what? So we earn what? The crown of life. The white stone with your new name on it. Hearing the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest forever with our Lord and King. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Thanks for listening. What did Jesus say? He said to go. It's never day. Let's get excited. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. All right. Let's go.